We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT along with, well, I was about to, see, I, I'm, I'm just in a different headspace today. I, I'm with Brian Driscoll. Uh, oh, that, oh, Brian Driscoll. got you fired up, Sean. That's right. We were just talking off the air. All kinds of fired up. I'll, I'll save, the, I'll save the, the more spirited stuff for a little bit. Let's just start with the quarterbacks since that's what everyone's talking about right now let's let's trying to figure out how i want to go with this give me give me your of why don't you just give me a quick evaluation of both jack Cohn and drew pine from what you saw saturday you know i think with jack i think the offense still moves better on a consistent basis than him but the problem with jack is the negatives are are limiting much more so the sacks the interception right negate a lot of the good things he does you know he made to me two of the three best throws on Saturday but then he also made the biggest mistake between the two right uh that you can't expect a fifth year veteran to do and and you know when the the fact is look the line is what it is it's it's not going to all of a sudden be good tomorrow or well coached tomorrow it is what it is and the reality is, is when the line's not playing well, Jack just doesn't have the ability or for whatever reason to, to still make plays. It becomes debilitating for him. And I think that's kind of caused this offense to sputter after he looked so good in the opener. Right. Uh, it's why he's he and the offense have slowly regressed week after week after week. Um, Jet Drew is, is not as accurate as Jack. He doesn't make as consistently good of decisions that Jack makes because, again, he's a redshirt freshman who hasn't played a lot of football. Experience should help with that. But he's got a little bit more gunslinger to him. Mm-hmm. And things don't have to be perfect. You know, he, He's shown that he can make plays even when he's pressured or if things break down. And, and, and with the offensive line the way that it is, that's added a little bit of a spark. You know, And the fact that he's more willing to stand there and, and – get a ball out and, and throw it into a tighter window and, and, and those type of things. And I think he's his quick release and his kind of grit as a player and the emotion with which he plays the game, I think is something that has provided this offense with a little bit of a spark, but it's, 
know, it's not a magic elixir either because the offense had a lot of opportunities to score with him in the game, and they couldn't make those plays with him in there enough to win the game either. So, yeah, that, that would be my evaluation of those two. Yeah. Now, this is not a knock on Pine. It's not a defensive cone either, but we're comparing these two guys because that's where we are right now because we're talking about who should be starting and, and who shouldn't. It, it seemed to me like Pine saw a little bit softer coverage fewer pressures than Cone did, you know, like more three-man fronts. Did did you see the same thing? If so, do you attribute it to the score, his mobility? What, what, what did you think? I think it was the score. I think okay. the one thing that Notre Dame is good at offensively is big plays. And if you're Cincinnati, the last thing you want to do to Notre Dame when you're up three scores is give up a big play. Let Notre Dame get a, a quick score. You want to limit possessions. If Notre Dame's going to score on you, make them make them go down the field and and put together a six minute drive kind of thing. And so, you know, we were seeing more three and four man pressures, and also Notre Dame started doing more and more keeping both running backs into pass pro. I mean, there were times right. when you had seven guys blocking four. Okay, well, you gave good pass pro. Here's the problem: you only had <laughs> two guys, guys out running of, yeah, a route exactly yeah, against seven defenders. So uh, that's why I say at the end of the day, it, it's still an offensive line problem. And it doesn't matter who you put at quarterback. But but I, I think the score uh, and the circumstances had a lot to do with, with why we saw more of that. Notre Dame football is finally back. And there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Irish tickets anymore. That's because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all Notre Dame tickets. TickPick got rid of all of those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all Notre Dame tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. The Irish are back on the road again this Saturday night as they travel to Blacksburg, Virginia to take on the Virginia Tech Hokies. Can they rebound after last week's showing? Find out in person by scooping up your tickets at TickPick.com. Just visit TickPick.com slash Irish today and use the promo code Irish to save $10 on your first order of Notre Dame tickets. Again, that's TickPick.com slash Irish and use the promo code Irish to save $10 on your first order of Notre Dame tickets. So here's here's a twofold question for you because you've already kind of answered based on the situation with the offensive line it it sounds like you're saying Drew Pine needs to be the starter going forward so would Notre Dame have beaten Cincinnati if Drew Pine started start off with that one no I I don't think I don't think Jack Cohn is the reason Notre Dame lost to Cincinnati I think there are a lot of reasons to go into that agree and let's not forget when when Jack Cohn came out of the game it was nothing to nothing he didn't get back on the field till it was 10 to nothing, and that was after a Tyler Buckner interception and a Chris Tyree fumble, neither of which had anything to do with Jack Cohn. So, you know, you, you, and you talk about how Notre Dame did move the ball. Well, their first touchdown, Drew Pine failed on a fourth and five, his first possession, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then the defense gives, you know, does a strip sack and returns the ball down the field and sets up a score. Well, Notre Dame really only had one real touchdown drive the whole game. Uh, the difference between Jack Cohn and Drew Pine is in this game was simply Drew threw an inter- Drew 
Jack threw an interception in the red zone and, and Drew didn't. And I think that's why, you know, I think at this point in time, I, th- I think Drew, Drew has sort of earned that opportunity to start. But Drew went 9 of 22. Notre Dame scored on what, like two of six possessions, one of which came on a short field. Uh, he's not a magic elixir. At the end of the day, I don't care who the quarterback is. You need you need a better offensive line if this thing is going to get turned around, yeah. no matter who you put a quarterback. That's right. So let, let me ask you this. Would Notre Dame have beaten Florida State if Drew Pine had started the season opener? No. No. Concur with that as well. Yeah. No. Because – Yeah. You know, as I'm sure you've heard, I know you've done a, you know probably three thousand podcasts and, and message boards over the last you know forty eight hours. You know, there's a lot of people who are just you know Jack Cohn never should have come here, and I completely agree. I don't think they I don't think they win at Florida State if they don't have Jack Cohn playing quarterback. Agree. So yeah, agree. We all agreed Tyler Buckner needed to see the field this year. Mm-hmm. Does that experiment? need to be shelved at least for right now considering they haven't evolved what they have him doing since they sprung him on Toledo in week two well if they're not going to evolve then yes so the way that you frame the question I would say yes you need to shelve that if you're not going to evolve I think you need to nuance it I think it needs to be more defined I think it needs to be more of what we talked about this summer a reds begin it with a red zone short yardage package we talked about this on our our podcast today I would have a Tyler Buckner personnel grouping when he goes on the field. You give him his own running back. You put the two freshman receivers on the field with him, guys that he's going to be working with every single day, guys that he's comfortable with. Out there, yeah. And and say, hey, look, when we get in the red zone, your number's getting called. What you can't see is what we saw on Saturday, where your starting quarterback moves the ball down the field twice. You know, yeah, he makes the bad interception, and all of a sudden you throw Tyler Buckner in there, and all that momentum is gone. Or B. Your, uh, your Drew Pine comes in, hits a 15-yard completion, a 17-yard completion. The right. offense is going, and then you pull him out and put Tyler Buckner in. And then the you drive stalls. You can't have that. Yeah. Right. You can't have that. Tyler's not at a place yet where you can just throw him in the middle of a drive and ask him to run the offense. He needs to have a very clearly defined package, and then as he shows success with that package, you build on that. Uh, but I feel like, honestly, here's my issue at the end of the day, Sean. I don't think in the last few weeks any of these quarterbacks have been put in position to be successful. And it doesn't matter who you put at quarterback. They all have warts that are heightened by the poor play of the offensive line and by the fact that in many instances their receivers aren't helping them out either. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, like like if you're, if, if, if you're one of these people who's saying that Drew Pine should have been starting, I mean, that's not going to help Kevin Austin get off – press coverage any better and he was non-existent for for half the game you know before he he finally figured something out and that's you know that's somewhat baffling as well but like when you look at him specifically as talented as he is this is still a guy who is just now finally seeing the field after he's been here for four years so so what do you make of Kevin Austin and and that whole situation well I think Kevin I think Kevin is still a, a youngish player from an experience standpoint, and, and he's been thrust into the go-to guy kind of role. At times he's good, at times he's not. Uh, I think all these things are firsts for him. You know, the, these failures are firsts for him, on-field failures. These successes are firsts for him. I think at the other, the other point, too, is, is 
the two times he's had trouble is against what, what, what you and I have t- discussed in the past, which is when they play physical, aggressive man coverage. Why? Because the Notre Dame receivers have not been, as a group, have not been taught, have not been taught how to beat the press. And until that changes, with better coaching at receiver, you're going to have that. And so then the more you get pressed, the more it kind of gets in your head. And that's exactly what's happening to Kevin. It's in his head. And, you know, hopefully with experience, that kind of gets worked out. Um, but, you know, right now you, you got to make those plays. I mean, you're, you're tremendously talented player. Yes, he's going up against an All-American. But on that throw over the middle, there's nobody near him. You have to make that play. Brian Driscoll with us from irishbreakdown.com, talking Notre Dame football. So Brian Kelly parted ways with Brian Van Gorder during the 2016 season. Um, I, I think we're both in complete agreement. And most people, you know, who follow the team, cover the team, whatever, are in complete agreement. The offensive line is the biggest issue right now when you've given up 23 sacks. And then, like you said, they would have given up more than three Saturday if they hadn't, you know, thrown the kitchen sink, you know, personnel-wise out there to protect whoever was the quarterback. So is the current state of the offensive line, do you consider it the level the defense, you know, was back in 2016 when Brian Kelly made that move midseason? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Now, the difference is I think Jeff Quinn's a good man. I do. I think very and highly that's, of Jeff Quinn as a person. And that's, you know, like – That's the difference. You know, it's – I said I can't remember – I was talking to somebody else last week, you know, not being, you know, a good football player or a good co- – you know, whatever, it's mm-hmm. it's not a character flaw. You know, there there are two right. different things. There's the person right. you are. There's the coach you are. And you're, you're right. a public figure and – and trying to coach, so that's different. Right. But but go ahead Brian and continue. Van, here's the other thing, too, is Brian Van Gorder, to me, was a toxic person as well as a bad coach. Jeff Quinn is just the bad coach. When you fired Brian Van Gorder, you can easily promote a GA to coach the linebackers, and then Mike Elston takes over, and who was the other guy? Greg Hudson takes over. It was really Mike Elston running the defense right. at that time, and it's partly why it got better. Uh, but those guys can kind of take on a coordinator role. It's a whole different animal to put a GA, no matter how good the GA is, the current GA is, and I've heard good things about him. It's a whole lot different deal in the middle of the season. Okay, by the way, we fired Jeff Quinn. You're, you're going to take over as the offensive line coach. That, that's a whole different animal. Uh, unless you are, have a plan to, to go over to Harry Heastan's house and say, hey, look, we want to hire you as an analyst, <laughs> and we want, to help, we want to have you help this guy get going like you did with Chris Watt last year, uh, you know, can you help us out? Then maybe, maybe I'd think twice about it. But I'm not putting that on his shoulders. And the other thing, too, is if you had a – and this isn't a shot on Tommy Reese. This is the reality of the situation. If you had a more veteran offensive coordinator like a Joe Moorhead who has more experience, you know, maybe working with a line that could kind of guide a younger coach, that might be able to help. But you can't expect Tommy Reese to be able to – to tell Jeff Quinn what to do. When I was a 28 year old coach, I was pretty smart, very successful, had a national championship ring. I wasn't, I could draw up running plays and I knew pass protections, but I couldn't teach you how to do it on a daily basis. That comes from experience. And so at the end of the day, there is no easy fix unless you're able to convince Harry Heastan to come back. And that's not happening. I mean, we can talk about it and it sounds cool on Twitter, but that's not happening. It's just, he's not going to come back and Brian Kelly's not going to want to bring him back. 
Well, you might not get Harry, but you might be able to get Chris Watt, right? Well, I mean, not not now. <laughs> well, I not mean, now. Maybe after but, the season. Yeah. yeah, sure. Oh, something's <laughs> yeah, got to change. Tomorrow, after the not season. tomorrow. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Th- there needs to be three major changes to kind of look. I think no matter how good your program is, at times it can get stale, and you want it's not just a Notre Dame thing. It, it look at Clemson, right? I mean, Clemson's. Clemson's closer to being one and four than they are to being five and or of one and five or one and four than they are to being four and one. Mm-hmm. They were closer to losing to BC and Georgia Tech than they were to to beating Georgia or, uh, you know, um, trying to remember who NC State last week. Yeah, right. In my in my opinion, you know, so it, it can happen. But the problem for me is that Notre Dame is this has kind of been brewing for a while, Sean. This whole offensive line thing is not a new topic of conversation for you and I. This is something that I've been concerned about for years, right? Except that one year that Chris Watt was there. So, you know, I think there needs to be shake up there in the off season. I think there needs to be a shake up at wide receiver in the off season. I think there needs to be a realignment of your staff in regards to what's going on with your special teams. If you're not going to have dynamic special teams, then there's no reason to have a coach who's only focused on special teams. You need to make a change where you give the defensive staff or the offensive staff another coach to help, and then you take a couple guys that then work together on your special teams. Or you know, hire a special teams coach that can actually coach a position. Uh, because if you're going to have a guy that only does special teams, you better have a really freaking good special teams. And right now, Notre Dame has pretty mediocre special teams. They've made a couple big plays, but overall, there's been a lot more warts on the special teams than there have been successes. And and so to me, that's something else that needs to really be uh, addressed. Get some new blood and just a different voice and just you know just something to shake it up and say, hey, we're not we're not just happy with what we're doing. We're, we demand excellence, and we're not getting that right now. He's Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com, the Sports Illustrated Notre Dame-based website. Tell everyone what's going on right now there, Brian. Well, I'm actually uh I'm actually getting we talked a lot about the quarterback, but I'm getting ready to publish an article as soon as we're done. I'm going to proofread it and get it out. It's basically says that Notre Dame's quarterback issue and I use, you know, quotes for that is a distraction from the real problem. That's the title of the article. And the real problem is no matter who you put a quarterback, the problem is not the quarterbacks. Uh, there are things that they need to do offensively to, to protect the quarterbacks better. But at the end of the day, until the offensive line gets figured out, this is going to continue to be a problem. And I, I can't believe that we're having a conversation about the Notre Dame offensive line being as bad as it is, and there's, there's no excuse for it. And youth, talent, none of that excuses it being as bad as it's been this season. And that's kind of what I try to get to. We can, we, can, we can get distracted by, oh, it's Jack Cohn, it's this, it's that. No, it's not Jack Cohn, it's not True Pine, it's not Tyler Buckner. It's the offensive line. And if that doesn't get fixed, it doesn't matter who you put a
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.